What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us for another awesome episode of Off the Dome Radio. Got a really fun one for you today. As always, Tim and I start off with a little weekend recap. We chop it up, have our fun conversation. And so we talk a little business, uh, what I'm kind of going through on the business end of things, dialing it in, kind of wrapping some things up legally as well. And then talk about uh, interesting situation at the gas station. And I had a little, what did I call it? Optical debacle. I, I about burned my eyeball out of my own face. So we go through it. And then with our RLE, we talk a little mental health. So that's a fun conversation there. Uh, some different perspectives that, that we've received from individuals we've talked to. And then we end with our book talk. Uh, so I talk about Changemaker and the importance of clearly defining your, your origin story, your values, um, and your unique abilities and talents. So Tim, where do you take us today, my man? Yeah, what a beautiful Tuesday. Great episode we got ahead of us today. It's Cinco de Mayo. Another beautiful month for Off the Dome Radio. So my section of the episode, I talked about just some projects I'm working on this this weekend. Uh, I give you a quick little rundown on the Hulu series, Dave, which I watched for the first time. So a lot of good... Uh, a lot of good themes and lessons from that one I want to kind of share. Uh, and then the gyms are starting to open back up, at least in Indiana. Uh, so I kind of share the top three things I'm looking forward to at the gym uh, when we finally get back. Uh, and then May, another reason why it's a beautiful month is it's Mental Health Awareness Month. So I kind of give you uh, some tips on eliminating toxic influences. I give you kind of the red flags you should look for uh, in your current relationships right now if they're if they're kind of worth continuing because. Those conversations are tough. When you're trying to cut off a negative influence in your life, it's a very tough conversation. So I talk about just the things you should look for in those types of people, um, and then just how you should approach that conversation. And then I end the show talking about the five levels of leadership book by John Maxwell. And I give you the five things that must be present um, for you to have an effective personal development process. So if you, if you found that thing that you wanna get better at, um, I give you just the five main things that need to be present for you to take that goal, take that thing, and turn it into something meaningful. So a lot of great things um, that we talked about in this episode. I know you guys are going to get a lot of value. Looking forward to seeing what you guys think. Uh, Without further ado, episode 128. Dude, I'm really excited uh, that you got all your meals from Herculean. Yes. I'm I'm excited to get mine. Yeah. uh, Last week's episode, Thursday or Tuesday, been a canary owner of Herculean, uh, meal prep located on the northeast side of Indianapolis. They have such a tasty menu of carefully prepared, professionally frozen, tasty meals that you can heat up in three minutes in the microwave and they're ready to go. And today for lunch, I had a, a lean ground beef with brown rice and vegetables. And last Ooh. night I had a Ooh. turkey chili, man. I'm telling you. It's How so, is a turkey it's, chili? It's good. I saw that on the site and I was like, mm, I do like chili a lot. Yeah. I put, some, put a little bit uh, Parmesan cheese on it, spice it up. and Go Parmesan yeah, they, chili. Uh, Interesting uh, spin there. Usually it's like a, an American or a cheddar. On yeah, chili, little parmesan. That's all I had. But uh, yeah, man, I just I got the thirty-five meal plan, and I was able to fit all the the, the meals into my freezer. <laughs> you said power. that, and and I was like, 
That is the reason I can't buy 35. That is a great point to make. I don't have the freezer space. <laughs> right, right. But I think I think they had uh they have 25, they have seven, they have ten. I think they have they have a bunch of different combinations, but yeah, I'll yeah. I'll see. I forget the numbers, but yeah, I'll probably I mean, good bang for your buck. Like, cause he hooked us up with a discount code off the dome gets you 20% off at checkout. And I yes. love how you've nailed the 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 phrase uh say it god i I just lost it what the professionally uh, frozen the like professionally made carefully frozen oh yeah uh carefully prepared professionally frozen delicious tasty meals yeah that's what i'm talking about let's go yeah and something i also uh just realized is the one of the text features in instagram story the the highlighted one where it has the white background with the black text on it. Yeah, I didn't even realize I've oh. never used that before. Because really? I use that on our shit all the time. Yeah, I and I noticed that, but I just could never figure out how to do it. But I figured out how to do. It. I was like, wow, this is the best font because it goes against any type of background. I'm just a quick text away, boo boo. Ask your <laughs> questions, man. I know, I know. It's good. Oh, oh yeah. man. If you see me look uh, to the side, I got my I got our topics on my phone here, so I'm gonna got a little. I got the split screen. I got the split screen going. Oh, that's really smart. Yeah, mm. I like. I make it half and half. It still orients it in a way where I can see both of us. Oh, I was I was gonna ask if it like if it's too small, like looking at us. Mm. 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 Well, whatever. Uh, dude, we also had. See, today is Tuesday. Man, every day just feels like the weekend. Like, yeah. fun employee, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what day is it today? Dude, it's, it's just weird, like, not, not, like, needing to drive somewhere in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, just waking up in your own house. It's yeah. I really like not reporting to anyone. That's really nice. Yeah. I know oh, there's yeah. a lot of gambles with what I'm dabbling into, which we'll, we'll talk about. But, uh, God, it's nice to not, like... Hey, clock in at this time. You got to be here. You know, how am I going to fight the traffic? What's it going to be like? I need to leave a few minutes. Like, you know, it's just, I'm on my own time. I'm on God's time. That's good. Uh, But dude, did not have a great start to my week this week, unfortunately. I had a little um, optical debacle. Uh, so yesterday I was, I was pretty cold debacle. <laughs> you like that? Okay. Yeah. I thought that was good. I was like, Hmm, that's going to sound, sound Roll real nice. Nicely. Yeah. Right. Optical debacle. Hashtag freelance writer. Um, so I use, I ran out of my normal solution and sometimes my contacts will get like protein deposits on them. So I switched to, so I ran out, I had this other one. It's stronger. It's got like hydrochloric, whatever in it. And so it's like the, the one people may or may not know, like with contacts, there's one where it's like you enclose it in a little case, you, you spin it in and it, they kind of like suspended in this solution, but it takes like six hours for it to neutralize. And I didn't read the directions on this particular solution. And it's been years since I used it. And so my eye doctor was like, try this for your protein deposits. And so 
at first I put it in and it's just like something was on my eye. It felt like an eyelash or something. And so I take out my contact and there's like, you know, sometimes you get like a strand of goop like in your eye and it just feels like, like an eyelash or something. So I had that, but across like down my whole eye and I was like, well, this is stupid. Um, so I messed with that. And then I, I pour this solution back on my contact lens cause it like kind of dried. So I'm like, Oh, I'll just like get it wet again. And I do that and immediately put it in my eye and my eye burns like just third degree burns. I'm on fire. I'm not having a good time. And so I take it out. I'm like, what is going on? And I read the bottle. And one of the things it says to never do is immediately apply it and then put it in your eye. Like, cause it needs time because it has like whatever cleaning agent it needs time to like neutralize. So it doesn't burn you. And it, said like seek immediate assistance i'm like son of a bitch so i call my eye doctor naturally they're close COVID 19 what else is new and there's an emergency number but i'm like ah, is this an emergency so i flush my eye out with water said to do that and i waited like half a day before before i even put um, eye drops in and then still waited a while because i re-put it in solution this uh yesterday morning waited my six hours and I had by that time gotten different solution like my normal and rinsed it out with that. We're all good now. I put it back in. We're, we're solid. We're, we're okay. But dude, not a great start. And I'm like, just like off my everyday routine stuff. Come on. You're going to take a man to his knees like that on a Monday. How long did it take you to recover and get back to normal? Oh, I mean, look, I, I still worked. Uh, so like, you know, we had, we had a great interview with Eric from Ash Blades. We got we to gotta plug that too. Phenomenal interview about to come out uh, with a very skilled uh, knife maker and just makes beautiful, beautiful blades. He's an artist in McCordsville. Is it McCordsville? Yeah. Uh, yeah, by uh, Indianapolis area. But uh, so when we were doing our interview, I was one contact short. Like, so I'm like blind in my left eye while we're doing this. And I start to get a headache because like my depth perception is now off. I've had to play basketball games. I've had to finish games out with one contact lens before, you know, like you get poked in the eye and you lose one shooting with one lens. You have contacts, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you've, you've had to fight that. It's annoying. Oh, it's, and then you get the headache. Like I get the headache with the one lens. Man, it was it was a whole charade. And I was like, like really? Like I pissed off somebody. But we're good now. We're solid. We made it. We're okay. I manned up a little bit. Well, you now know that any type of obstacle that you face the rest of this week, you're gonna be able to just drink <laughs> right through it after that one. That's that's my peak obstacle of the week. I love it. I mean, it's all about it's all about perspective. You have the momentum now, so if I can, if I can get through that, I'll conquer the world. Mm-hmm. Simple math, simple yeah. math. But all in all, could be worse things. I didn't go blind. My, yeah. I still have my sight. We're all good. Because I'm like, you, oh. it makes you thankful for the full 100% sight that you do have right now. Exactly. Like, man, you know, small stuff. Like, dude, I can see. Like, I see awesome stuff all the time. Yeah. It was like, whew. Yeah, little things. But so yeah, that that was that was start to my Monday. I'm like, dang, brother loses a job. Brother can't put his contacts in without burning his retina. But we made it. We made it. Yeah. Overall, good weekend. Uh, 
was very productive. I was on some rolls uh, a few nights leading into the weekend where I was staying up later than usual, but I was just, you know, when like you get it, I know you're uh, kind of more of a night guy with your work. I like morning stuff too, but I, I do enjoy if I'm on a roll at night, oh, it just, it feels good. There's something about it. Like you're up late, you're up at the moon, you know, you're, you're just getting your shit done. Yeah. And uh, so I think I'm like 90% done with my online programs that I'm going to be offering. Yeah. Um, I was, I was kind of trimming some fat cause some were just like long. It's a lot for people. So the way I'll do it, I'll do weekly zoom calls like on a Saturday or something for the people that are you know, on the online program. That's not like they're not in the one-on-one coaching where that's access all the time, but I think a weekly zoom to help, then I'll do the finer details. And that's a little more of, of a, it's more to offer people like, they know they're, oh, I'm getting a Zoom call with it too. I'm not just, you know, buying one thing, reading through it, and then figuring it out on my own. Like I can help address aches and pains and, and technical stuff. So I think that's how I'm going to spin it for a while. I'll reduce the price and kind of be like, hey, uh, it's kind of like kind of my testing group. So I'll reduce the price, but I'm still going to have to charge you. But then once I kind of fine tune a little bit, get a few of the kinks out, then I'll probably juice it up a little bit. Nice. Yeah. boy. Yeah, so, dude, it's it's close, man. My name is uh, Optimal Fitness RX. Fitness uh, RX was taken as a legal entity in Indiana, which I'm like, you selfish prick. How? I wonder where that's at. Yeah, but the in the website, the domain is taken too, fitnessrx.com, and I went to it, and it's basically just uh, a site that redirects you. So you click a link and oh. it redirects you. So it's not even a built-up huh. site at all. It's not being really used. So I thought about, man, should I offer this person like a hundred bucks? Cause you can offer to buy domains. Yeah. Yeah. Did it say, did it usually gives you a value? Did it say how much it was to buy it? No, it didn't. Okay. But I was like, this isn't being used. I wouldn't offer more than a hundred bucks. Yeah. But so what I bought when I, when I thought it was just going to be fitness RX, I bought fitness dash rx.com, which I'm like, whatever websites have dashes. So I just kind of didn't care at that point, but can't use that name, but I'll just hang on to the domain in case someone yeah. wants to like, Hey, I'll give you like hundred bucks for it. Okay, cool. But uh, yeah, I like optimal too. I liked the word optimal because it kind of gives it a feel of more full functioning. Mm-hmm. Like that, that is kind of what I'm trying to help do. Like optimize your health, your overall well being, And I, I wanted the RX cause that makes it sound a little more, I don't want to say clinical, but kind of, but mm-hmm. I'm not, not in a clinic, but I do like nutrition coaching. We call that a prescription when you get that, you know, I will be prescribing exercises. So like corrective exercise. Mm-hmm. So that's like, I, it's a little more professional feel to it to where it doesn't seem like, Oh, it's just some personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Like it's a lot more than that. So that's, I was like, is it too long? And I was like, no, just, just fucking go with it. Like it's not a big part of the business anyway, figure out the name and be done with it. But I yeah. liked it. So I'll do that. Um, so I, I figured out the name. Uh, I got to figure out. It's just do the legal stuff's a pain. Yeah. The work people you, don't see. But you feel like you're moving so much more efficient once you get that figured out. So hundred percent. And what's cool is, so I think I discussed on a show in the last couple of weeks, Dr. Owens and I, uh, we're the, he's the one that I'm sharing the space with in this CrossFit gym. And we did, all we did were movement screens on people. We didn't do any treatments, 
but I already got a text from someone that we did a screen on saying like, Hey, like it tweaked something in my leg when I was running. Sounds like potential hammy thing. And she's like, I want, I was wondering if you would have any time to be able to help me like figure out what's going on. And so like, I can't prescribe things, but I asked like some further questions, you know, any discoloration, any pop, like, were you jumping? Were you just running? But I think it's cool that we haven't even shown what we can really do, neither doc or I, and people are trying to seek out more help. Like it, they didn't ask like, Oh, what's your degree and how many certifications do you have? Like, no, it's like, Hey, this happened. Can you help? And it's like, where did I hear that? It's uh, Oh, um, Tim Roberts. He discussed the fact of like, get people to the point of, can you help me? Not like, what does it cost? Can you help me? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of exciting where people don't even know what we can do yet. And like, they're asking for help already. So I'm like, that, that was cool. Good yeah so good weekend uh halfway decent monday morning rest of my monday was really good today's a good day man cinco de mayo but today's star wars day star wars day yeah may the fourth be with you i saw all that yeah 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 good stuff yeah, I uh, did. You see the new Star Wars? Are you a Star Wars guy? I'm really not. No, no fair not enough. Forte. Yeah. Acquired taste. Acquired taste. Yeah. Um, have you ever even seen the the old ones? No. Oh. Mm. Yeah, I'm. I'm you I'm, might have to try one. And I'm, and I'm losing a few fans from the show as I say that right now. And you're probably gaining a few at the same time. It's probably gonna balance <laughs> out. Like, yeah, man, fuck that Star Wars shit, man. That's fake as fuck. Um. We might have. I, I'm gonna watch it eventually. I'm not right. I'm, I'm not saying I'm never gonna watch it. I'll but. watch, and you have to watch them like kind of out of order, but like the old ones first. I'll watch like I'll watch the first one with you and see if you like. It. If you don't like it, don't watch the rest of them. But okay. if you're like, oh, yeah, all right, I can jive. Like it's pretty. I think they're pretty good. They're yeah. super cool, and like even the old ones, regardless of the the graphics we have today and the technology we have today. Mm-hmm. Out of the whole like series of movies, I think the old ones are still the best. I think they're still the best. Like, oh, just some, yeah. I'm gonna watch one with you. Okay. We'll have we'll have big boy cocktails and we'll watch Star Wars. Oh, I'm I'm all the way down for that. Let's go. <sighs> right on. Did you have a good weekend? I saw you went uh, you went golfing. It was an amazing weekend, actually. Yeah. Got a. Got time spent with the family, got time spent with friends, and it was productive. Uh, Good. I had three articles to write, and I finished those all on Sunday. And then uh, another project I'm working on for work, which is actually pretty fun, is I'm creating uh, YouTube channels uh, for mm. all 25 of our properties. So wow. uh, some of this weekend was, yeah, it, it's a process, but I mean, it's still fun because I still get to edit the videos. Like I've been... Mm digitally designing the videos to put on there. So I did that a little bit this weekend. So got, got some, some writing done, some designing done. Um, and then on Saturday, um, had an outdoor picnic with my family up in Noblesville. So I got to catch up with the nephew and niece. Um, they, my, my nephew is like five years old. He, he's like playing every single sport in the book right now. So we, we were able to play, play some sports in the backyard with him and run around with them and First time I've actually like really been able to like spend a day outside, pl- like just playing in the backyard with them like that. And I don't know it's how good long, feeling. 
yeah. So it was good. It was good to do that, and then played golf Saturday afternoon at actually at a course that I have a lot of history with. It was actually my very first varsity high school tournament that I played Ooh. when I was a freshman. Okay, so, and that was when I was. 14 years old so it's been over 10 years since i've stepped foot on that course so it was, freshman it was, on varsity no surprise yeah. there <laughs> yeah you know how it goes based on your tiktok day. trick shots <laughs> yeah so no it was, it was a good day and then um also i, I did a little netflix or hulu watching i watched uh, have you ever heard of the show dave okay i've i've seen it on there but i haven't i don't even know what it's about but i, yeah, I it, i've seen that it's on there yeah, so it's something that I've always seen on there too, and I'd never clicked on it. One of my friends told me about it. So it's it's a it's a docu series, not a docu series. It's a mini series. It's like uh, like eleven episodes long. Each episode's like thirty to forty five minutes. Um, oh. And I got through it all the way from Thursday through Saturday. I finished it. It's about um, a rapper named Lil Dicky. So okay, he's I've heard of Lil Dicky. Yeah, so he's a Jewish rapper from from Philadelphia not doesn't fit your typical mold of a rapper he's kind of on the quirkier awkward nerdier side but when he starts rapping it is i mean he, he puts everybody in the room to shame he's he's, mm. he's so good and it's one of those uh shows that it's very very funny it's like awkward humor ironic humor but like they mix in like very relatable heavy serious life events that like mm. people can kind of can kind of relate with yeah. um and yeah i i really enjoyed it i, I don't want to give too much away about the storyline check it out yeah it's it's definitely something that um there's there's a lot of like men, mental health themes with it too um just showing how like if you're like scared to do something and you're like afraid of what other people think of you um maybe you're doing something that may feel like uncomfortable for you like in relation to like what your family might think it gives you like there's lessons on how you can handle yourself when you're pursuing something meaningful when not everybody might be believing or backing your dream so there's i mean there's just a lot of good uh lessons in there and i that's cool i, I truly <clears throat> I, I like when shows tie something like that in where it's like oh i can connect with that mm-hmm. like that that's real life that that brings that person because people like that or you know like a, a, a drake or whoever <clears throat> we kind of put them like way up here, uh, a mini series, like kind of documentary like that, where it shows real people, real life struggles like that, like mental health and things or caring what other people think that kind of brings them back down to back to our level, you know? Mm-hmm. So I like that. I think that's really cool. Um, directed by him. He directed the show. Produced oh, wow. it. So it's not like he's just acting in like someone else's thing. Like he, like you can tell that he really had his hands all throughout this doc, this uh, this show, and it was like his first like debut director thing because he's all he's a rapper. He's not. A, yeah. He wasn't a so it's it's just exciting to see like what else is going to come in the future from him in this kind of realm. So yeah, and I think he'd like it a lot. Like I'm gonna listen to his music now and see if his music kind of emulates some of that too, like the mental health stuff. And so because I haven't like I don't really know. Little Dicky, like I've heard of him. I know he's yeah. a rapper, and that's about it. Sometimes I live under a rock with some stuff. Yeah, I was in, but, the, same, in the same boat. I didn't really listen to him a lot, but, and I'm more curious. I'm a bigger fan of him now. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I just enjoyed like the content and his, his rapping. It's, it's very like 
It's almost like he's speaking. It's more of like kind of like a conversation, like him like talking almost. It's it's a unique it. unique rap style. Interesting. There's a country artist that kind of does that, and I actually hate it. <laughs> but I promise you, like, yeah, uh, yeah, no, I'm sure this is a little different. Um, who is that? Oh, Sam Hunt. He's good. That's the thing. Like Sam Hunt's good. It's just some of his songs. Like, dude, let's talking more singing, man. Like, yeah, give me the twang, baby. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it for a while, but how has and I don't think you were too uh, bothered by it beforehand, but like since we started our podcast, I know it's like gotten a lot better for me to kind of do my own thing. But in terms of other people, like what other people think, since you brought that up, it was in the, the series. How has like that kind of changed for you? Like since we've been doing the podcast and, and things like that. Like worrying about what other people think. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, um, I've trained myself to do less reacting to what people say and do more of like understanding. So like mm. if someone, if someone's coming at me, at me with like criticism or areas of improvement, I try to like really find out like what, no matter what people say to me, how can I use that to better myself or how can I use that to motivate myself? So mm. I'm never going to like, I, I like, I think I synthesize feedback more. Like if I, if I can use feedback from someone to make me better, like I'm going to ask them more about what their intent is behind the feedback so that I can better understand and implement it. Now if someone's just hating, like I, I've just, I put a, I put a filter on to, to never take anything personally. And it, yeah. I yeah. think um, just speaking from experience, like I just, I feel like a lot more successful no matter what my results are in the short term because I'm doing things, um, deliberately and not worrying about what other people think so yeah yeah it feels good it really does because yes. and, and, and see like and like seeing other people not do things because they're scared of what people think like it almost taught me not to do that too because like, i kind of learned from other people as well yeah it's uh i used to think i didn't care what people thought like before we started all this and i really kind of did but i was like ah no i don't care i don't care yeah I, yeah, I did. But since we wanted to do a podcast, like we had to really put stuff out there, really put like ourselves and faces in, and do the things. And, yeah. but that like through the people we've talked to and through like just our own conversations on the mic, off the mic, it's like, I feel freer. You know what I mean? Like there's very few people whose opinions I really do care about now. Like I've kind of like, you've kind of trained myself mentally. Like it, it's hard. Like it's hard to do, um, yeah. but like, you know, you read certain books, you meditate, you journal, like you understand, you know, you dive through, why does this bother me? Why do I react this way? Why do I get defensive? You know, once you start to unpack that, which is, can be a painful process. It's, it's now, oh, so like, I care about like, Tim, I care about your opinion. Like, that's why I ask you about my business stuff. Cause like I value your, your thoughts and opinions. Like my parents, sure. A few other friends. Yeah. But for the most part now it's just like, nah. Yeah. You can really, you can call me anything like, nah, it's not going to affect me. Like yeah. you can talk smack, like great. Like you're just really bored. And I, I have compassion because you feel the need to do that. Yeah. Like some stuff sucks. Yeah. But like, yeah. Keep going. Hmm. I was saying some of it can suck, but it's like now, now that I'm running my own, my own other business too, it's like now I can promote more of what I want to with that. 
where I saw this interesting thing the other day, Gary V put out, um, kind of jumped out to me where he talked about, you know, put out the stuff that, that you want to be known for, not the stuff that people like, you know, right. not, not attracting the, the number of likes, but put the stuff out that you want people to know you for. Yeah. You know, if, if you love playing guitar and you want to show that off, post all your guitar like riffs, you know, show you shredding it up. Like, so it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's really, really helped me a lot. Like it's, but we also, we've put effort into that too. So it's one of those things I think you, you need to give to, to get. Right. And the biggest thing is is for me lately, just going back to your question again, is I'm I'm doing a lot less like explaining and more of just like doing and like, Mm -hmm. if people just happen to notice what I'm doing, then good. And because the thing is like, not everyone's going to like get who you are and like get like what you do and like get everything that is about you. Mm-hmm. But like if you just continue to do and like document it for your own self and like put it out, put it out there and share so you can provide value to people. And like people can just learn that way. Cause I feel like, like just the, the, like my, my freelance writing stuff, like mm-hmm. it takes like time to like people are like, Oh, like what's that? Like, and I'm happy to explain it, but like, I'm not going to like stop to like explain out really explain like what I'm doing. Like if people right. like, like are curious about it, then yeah, I'm going I'm to tell you about it. But I think more of what I'm doing is just like continuing to just like do, like do, 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 put in the work when no one's looking. Cause mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm basically what I'm saying is I'm not trying to do it for other people. Like no matter what anybody's doing in their life, like you should do it for yourself. Like you should really do it for people document it and then, make people interested in you by just focusing on yourself. Like Mm -hmm. that shouldn't be your goal to get people's attention, but like people will notice when you're doing things right. So, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I'm not, I'm not here to explain what I'm doing to you. So yeah, hundred percent. And I I love like the, the undercover moves, you know, where people don't really know unless you're close enough to that person where you just really know Mm -hmm. and, and get what they're, what they're doing, what they're going for. And that's, I like that because a lot of people didn't really know we were doing a podcast until it really came out. Mm-hmm. Like until it's ready to be shown, I like to kind of keep it close to the chest. Same with like the business, you know, once I'm in the space, my, like my stuff is there, it's on the walls. I'm, I'm there, I'm doing the thing. Then it can be, Oh, yo, I didn't know Slags was opening his own practice. Surprise, bitch. You know, like one of those, I, I like the undercover moves where it's like, you know, to your point, people don't, people don't really need to know. I mean, right. you, you will find out when it's ready, mm-hmm. but I'm working. Yeah. So. And like, in, in like in, in the process, you're providing value through sharing your experiences. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you're not doing it for anybody's approval. You're not doing it to update anybody. Like you're doing it to provide value. Like, right. like you've documented yourself. So yeah. It's, yeah. it's, good to, it's good to update people. Like, oh, it's sure. like, okay, like if you have a big life change and it, it's good to just keep people in the loop, but like, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's not that we're trying to like be a dick. Like, Oh no, I don't want to tell anyone what I'm doing. Like, no, it's, it's less of, Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. And it's just show it. Yeah. You know, show it happen happening rather than all the buildup of, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then when someone asks about it, it's like, Oh no, it fell through. Cause it's such and such. Yeah. Like just avoid all that. And it's like, Hey man, I saw you did this. Like didn't know that was happening. Like, yeah, been, been kind of tucked away hustling at it. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. 
Well, glad you had a good weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just, that came up and I was like, you know, I think that'd be an interesting topic because a lot of people still like fight that too, which is understandable. Right. Even like putting stuff on social media, you know, it's hard to kind of put your face on it all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And here's how I look at it too. Like one more, just to round this, put, put a, put a bow on this. Um, Ooh, he's putting a bow on it. Pretty. Like, enough. I, I, I can't, I can't remember what, what book it was, but I, it's something like a, like a deathbed approach. Like fast forward to, I mean, we don't know how we're going to, we're going to die. None of us do. None of us know when it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But like just assuming you're like on your deathbed, like, are you going to look back in the past to like, when social media was going on and you were like starting your dreams and you're gonna be like, damn, like I really, I'm really glad that I didn't do that because I was afraid of that person's opinion on my social media. Like, I'm really mm-hmm. glad that I stopped. Like, you're not going to yeah. say that. Like when you look back, you like, it's like these small people's opinions, it's not going to matter like years, like years down the road. Like if you, if you look back, like look back even on your college days, look back on your high school days. Like, when you were like worried about other people's opinions back then, it just seems dumb to me now. So like, that's kind of how like I like look from a forward standpoint, I guess. So yeah, get it from the future. Yeah, for sure. And and for, I think the most part, you probably won't regret the 90% of the stuff that you did do. Right. No, you'll have a few things where like, man, that really got me, whatever it was. But I think 90% of the time you'll be glad you, at least you tried it. You know, be the person that went for it. Exactly. So, good deal. That was, yeah, solid. Yeah. Good perspective. Good perspective. Um, So, you watched Dave. What else is going on in Life of Tim? Uh, That was pretty much the main thing this weekend, but we did get good news. We got, uh, at least in Indiana, uh, gyms are opening back up May 24th. So excited. So for Indiana people listening to this, I'm sure like other parts of the country, like it's moving towards that direction, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm just so excited. Um, and I, I, I'm just trying to think about all the thing, the, the things that I'm like looking forward to the gym that I don't get here at home. Mm-hmm. Like, like the small things that I miss about the gym that I kind of took for granted while I was using it every day. Yes. One thing I'm excited for is the little scanner noise at the front <laughs> desk. When, when, when people, when people put their little barcode and it like, it gives that little ding, like it's a <laughs> satisfying sound to hear. Like, why does that satisfy you so much? It's like the passage into the temple to get better. Like it's it's like the passage it's like, into so the temple. Like that that little ding sat like that little ding signifies that someone has entered the gym to get better today. And it's just so mm. satisfying to hear that over and over. And I can't wait to hear it again. Uh, the clink of the weights. I can't wait Respect. to hear that. All right, that I'm with you. That I'm with you. Just like. thing. Same type of thing. And then, obviously, the sauna, man. I'm excited to get back into the sauna. Yeah. You're with you on that one, too. I really miss that. Yeah. I, uh, it's bad. I even looked up the prices of personal saunas to install at your own like house. Yeah. What's the, and what's the rate? What's the price range? That's the thing. I think you need to call with a serious inquiry to see a dollar amount because <laughs> I didn't see one on there. But there was a... Fit Expo in Indy one one year. I think you went with me at the state fairgrounds. Did you go with me to a Fit Expo? They were doing CrossFit time trials too. Oh wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was. Yeah, okay. So the only that was the only type of thing I've been to. Yeah, there was a sauna business there, and 
I think those were going for like three to five, maybe six grand, which all in all, you're going to get your money's worth. Like the thing is going to last. And it's not crazy money's. Like you would yeah, think maybe bad. 10 to 15, but that's I remember not, there, there was a sauna guy there and it wasn't like astronomical. I was, hmm. I was surprised. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Very, that's actually really reasonable. I do miss the sauna a lot. Yeah. Like struggling with the home workout motivation. It's, mm-hmm. it's like leveled off because I've transitioned. I think I talked about this last week, more just mobility, flexibility, opening some things. I'm going to be trying to trying out the CrossFit. So I want to have good open shoulders, good mobility through my shoulders. So I've just kind of switched it up, but yeah, I'm ready to move some weight. Dude. Yes. Yeah. I miss, I miss dude, I haven't, I know it's probably not a big deal, but I haven't weighed myself in months, which is weird for me. No, I haven't. I probably lost a few pounds. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just no. curious to see what I'm at. I'm probably around the same, but. Yeah, and, and we lose a lot less than we think we're going to. Yeah. Like, you know, if you maintain just some movement, you do like a little band work, and, and you're still eating pretty clean, you'll probably lose a little bit, but not anything that can't be like – not something, an amount that you can get back within a month. Mm-hmm. Like a month's worth of work, you'll, you'll bounce back. Yeah. But we, what we don't want to do is go in first day back and just hammer it. You'll need a lot less uh, to kind of fire up your, your CNS and, and get the work done. You need a lot less. So just because mm-hmm. your body's not used to that, that uh, routine right now. So that's one thing because I know people are really anxious and probably want to just go balls to the wall, like, oh, back in, let's get some. I love that, but you also need to take care of your body too. You know, you don't want to be, you don't want to do that. And then we'll see you in five days because you're too sore everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so nice, nice ease back into it. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it too. I'm also like excited at the same point too, because I know I'm going to go back immediately, but I know that yeah. the gym's not going to be as crowded. Because mm-hmm. people are going to be scared to go back. Absolutely. It's fine with me. I'm yeah. fine with being a little, little dispersed. I'm fine with that. A little more peace, peaceful uh, setting for you. Yeah, especially when you – because you go like crazy early in the morning. So I bet there's definitely going to be – actually, the early morning is when the serious people actually go. So it'll yeah, probably be – You're there to get work done. Yeah, when it'll probably there, be around the people for you. You know, late for a morning lift is like 7 or 8. If you're there, you know – Five forty-five, six, six fifteen. People there are getting work done. Like they're there to get in, get after it, go hammer out the day. Yeah, and I like you. Just you feel that energy too. You know, people aren't just dicking around. Mm-hmm. It's it's very purpose-driven movements. You're going from here to there, focused. It's not really a social hour as well. Some of the older guys that are in there, you know, it's like their their thing. It is social hour for some of the the older dudes, but. For the most part, yeah, it's you're there to to get it done. Yeah, and I like that. It's more, it's it's just peaceful, you know. It's it's pocket of peace, it's pocket mm. of peace, man. Yeah, and that's I think that's messed with me a little bit too. Like that's been yeah. kind of taken and, away. So, right, you're you're like a you're like a horse in the stable, just ready to go play. I am. Like, Do you see me like doing this in my chair and stuff too? Like I, you know, I fidgeting. Yeah. I need to, it's not as it's not as bad for me because I still had my pocket of peace with golf. I've still been able to golf. Mm, yeah, but like your pocket of peace has been truly taken away. Yeah, I suck too much at golf for it to be a pocket of peace. Really, it's more of a I'm better at the beers that go along with it. 
Yeah, dude, that's <laughs> you, should come, you should come sometime because I'm telling you, like, you're definitely not gonna. You say you suck at golf. You're definitely not gonna be the worst one out there. I promise you. Like, you should. You should definitely come out. Like, I love dude, your optimism. I'm an. Op, I'm like a re realistic optimist, and I love your optimism. But I'm not it's good not, at golf. And it's not. It's not a golf round if there's no alcohol. So yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. It's like drinking water. That's how I improve. Back nine is my money maker. <laughs> Get a little warmed up. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I might come out sometime. Mm -hmm. I think I think I should, but I think my clubs might have got shisted from our garage. Shisted, like stolen? Yeah, yeah. So like stolen, what? stolen. Like without my permission, live, bro? stolen. Bro, so we're we're a nice pocket surrounded by sketchy pockets. Like that's kind of how it yeah. is where we're at. Sounds like it is. So <laughs> you go down one block, yeah, pretty decent, nice houses. You go down the opposite way to the other block in that gas station, you. You probably just want to go to the other gas station. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's really weird. It's a strange divide in some areas. And then you go down further from that and it's nice again. And then it just, it kind of skips. So yeah, all of our cars have been broken into and it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad area. That's the thing. It's just the areas around it are not the best either. I just, I really don't understand why there's such a, a theft problem there. I really don't. Like, because you, you, yeah. you, so you have so many eyeballs there because all the houses are so close together. And, like, you can mm -hmm. see, like, I don't Well, know. and a lot of people have the ring doorbell now. Yeah. So it's like the, like the video camera on the doorbell. Yeah. So that, that can be a big deterrent, too, because that's got pretty decent, like, scope. Like, I've seen videos someone showed me one time their car that was parked on the street at night was uh, there was a hit and run. Someone sideswiped it and just bailed. So they were looking at the, the video to see if they could get a plate, but the angle and cause it was dark, they couldn't see whose plate it was. But like, that's a deterrent now too. Cause there's so many houses, even if one on this side of the street doesn't have it, the other one might, and you can see pretty clear across the street. Mm. So yeah, I think that might help, but I wonder if our, do I live in an easy neighborhood? Like, are we just stupid? And there's, super no, easy? there's no lights on your street, is there? No, uh, just either porch lights or lights at the end of someone's personal uh, walkway up to their house. Yeah. There's lights there along the sidewalk. So it's lit up, but it's not like big street lamps. Like there okay. aren't big, big street lamps on our, yeah. on our block. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, maybe we're just a bunch of easy pickings dude i don't know yeah but uh yeah so i think my golf clubs there was this is months ago but there was a week or two where our garage door broke and so it was broke open mm. and by the time i thought about it i think they were gone jimmy thinks so my one roommate jimmy he thinks they're at my parents house i'm like i don't think i would have taken them there when they were already here so we're gonna have to do a little investigation. I'd be kind of bummed if those uh, those clubs were shisted. Yeah. Well, worst case, you can always borrow. And golf clubs are, golf clubs are fairly affordable nowadays. Like there's yeah, I can get a, a set that's like four or five years old for probably 150 bucks, and it's probably yeah. a pretty decent set. Yeah. I just got to learn how to use them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Glad glad you're still getting the golf in. 
it's getting nicer outside, which is a little change up. Mm. So, yeah, and I'm on the best golf of my life, man. <laughs> I, dude, yeah, I wouldn't play you even as much basketball as I did play growing up and in school. I would not play you one on one. Would not, or or golf, obviously golf. But even if someone's a good golfer, I'm like, have you golfed with Tim? Have you ever golfed with Brad, Brad Parrish? Yes, I have. Also a good golfer. Yeah, he's good. Also a good golfer. Yeah, I remember playing. He's good. He got yeah. a good swing. Him and Connor Brester are both really good. Yeah, I've heard Brester's good. I haven't. I haven't golfed with him. Mm-hmm. I've golfed with Brad up in Michigan before. But uh, dude, I was uh, I was in the gas station the other other day. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, listeners. I kind of know where this is. <laughs> I don't know if I have a thing for women in uniform. There is a very attractive female police officer in line at the gas station. And so we were inside. This part's also kind of funny. And there was a person in between us. And I was like, dang, like she's, she's got it going on. Like she's very attractive <laughs> officer, you know? And makes me want to go speed down that street, see if I can get her attention. But uh, <laughs> the cashier, uh, she's like, guys, sorry, cash only. My machine just went down. The entire line, there's probably four or five customers in this line. Entire line puts all our shit back and we just walk out. I'm like, that is a real bummer that, well, one, none of us had cash. And two, that you just had all that business. I mean, it's a speedway. I don't think they're going to hurt for cash. They also sell gas. But it stinks that you just lost all those sales because of that one little little malfunction with your, your card reader. But I was like, yeah. man, no one carries cash. Not a good habit to get into. I need to break that habit because I'm bad about carrying cash. Prime example, I could have I bought her snack she wanted. <laughs> Damn. Hey, lesson learned, man. Lesson learned. Damn it. All right. Carrying cash from now on. Moral of the story. Got to carry cash. She's turning you into a criminal, dude. You're trying to break the law. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll try speeding to get her attention and then get pulled over by this super big manly cop and get get a $200 speeding ticket for it. Like, sir, this was my intention. Dude. (laughs) Do you think think in the history – there has ever been a a marriage that has come from a pullover. Gotta be, gotta be one. We should if put that. Regard, in the regardless, regardless of whether it's a girl or a guy pulling the person over, I wonder if that's. If we that's should that. put that in the universe. Hey, do you know of anyone, or are you someone that has gotten pulled over and you married the cop that pulled you over? Because that would be hilarious. I don't care who they are, what they do. I want to hear that story. I want to hear, yeah, I want to hear it too. Yeah, like, hey, what was your line? Like, especially if it's, whether it's male or female, an attractive officer, you know they've probably been hit on at some point. Yeah. Right, so it's, it's like, hey, what's your line here? What, what do you really go with? Yeah. That'd be an interesting one. Like, what worked for you? Yeah. But that would be a hilarious story. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I... Whatever you guys do for work, great. I want to hear about this story. Right. It's had to happen. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, uh, so, yeah, that happened over the weekend. I also got in touch with ACE, the people I did my personal training certification with before. And 
I asked them because I need that. I need to re-up that pretty quick so I can be able to prescribe exercise. And all the testing centers are closed because of the COVID-19. So I can't go to a testing center. Mm-hmm. And I emailed them and I said, hey, I need to get this done pretty quick. Is there any way to do an online remote test? Like, can I take it from my computer remotely? And they came back and very quick response. I was kind of impressed. And they said, yeah, in two weeks, we're actually going to be able to offer like online proctored test taking. And I'm like, that's pretty legit. Because nice. so, I was like, dang test centers are closed. What else can I do? Is there anything that I can control or is this, I just got to wait it out and, and do it when all this is blown over. So that's uh started uh, studying for that. Dude, which, two weeks, man, two weeks to prepare. It feels like you're back in college. Two weeks. Yeah. So I probably won't take it as like immediately. It'll probably be in June ish. Okay. Just cause I want to make sure I just want to take it one time. I've taken it before. I'm sure it's changed since then, but I still just want to take it one time. I don't want to have to do, redo it. It's just a pain and I don't want to pay twice. Yeah. So that yeah, is. that's, that's probably the most um, outside of the business. Well, that's part of it. That's probably the most urgent thing I have going on. Okay. But uh, yeah, outside of that life is good, man. could be a whole lot worse. Life is real good. Right. You woke up this morning. Well, facts. Facts. Almost burned my retina this week. But hey, <laughs> life is good. What you got so, uh, for some RLEs, man? Let's get into it. Yeah, I do. So I have some of her book talk, and I have one other thing uh, about uh, Mental Health Awareness Month um, that mm-hmm. I'm going to relate to myself for real-life experience. Uh, so because it's Mental Health Awareness Month, I want to, for each of our weekly episodes this week, I want to share um, – a couple tips on how you can improve your mental health. And this week I kind of want to focus on what it means to eliminate toxic influences in your mm-hmm. life. Um, Cause that's something that I've had to do like the past like few years um, or at least been like more mindful of. Um, Cause I mean, I've just come to the realization that we only have a limited amount of time in our life. Um, so you want to spend it with people who like like get you mm-hmm. and people who see you for what like you can be um, and being able to distinguish between two types of people, the people who are in your corner and the people who are not in your corner and like want right. to see fit. Right. Uh, so I want to give you three like red flags, three traits that you, you can look for and like people who might be in your life right now who like may seem like nice and like your friend, but like, are they really and if they have like any of these three traits, I think it's because it's, it's one thing to like recognize toxic traits in people, but it's like another thing to actually like cut them off. Mm-hmm. Um, so first I want to just give you the three traits. So the first thing is toxic people make you feel bad about yourself and they judge you. Um, I know we, we alluded to it earlier in the episode about people like judging you for what you do. But, like if there are people in your life who, either a are giving you feedback to put you down or like feedback that like isn't meant to like make you better or like, like people who are doing that to you, that's toxic. And like Mm -hmm. people who make you feel bad about yourself for being like who you are. uh, That's another red flag. Like Pete, like your true people in your corner should appreciate 
your uniqueness and appreciate why you're weird and appreciate why you're different because like different and like weird, like that gives you like a whole different perspective of the world. So if you don't have people in your life that like appreciate you for those like unique views and values, then you need to cut those people off. Uh, the second thing is people who are self-centered. Uh, I think it is very like important and good for people to talk about themselves and talk about their life um, and share like what's on their mind. But if like, if it's getting to the point where like people are taking more energy out of you than they're giving you because they're always talking about themselves, they're always concerned about themselves. Those are toxic people. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, have you ever been in a, in a, in a conversation with people before? Maybe there's a, there's a, there's more than two people, maybe three to six people, whatever. Have you ever been in a conversation where like somebody will like share something and then someone else will like immediately make it about them and like start yep. talking about themselves? I have that with one-on-one conversations too, where it's, you're discussing something they share, then you share. It's kind of like one of those, you know, this happened. Yeah, I feel you, you know, kind of same thing here. And like, you're kind of just doing that nice back and forth. And then all of a sudden they 180 it and it's all them, them, them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's toxic to me. Grinds my gears, man. Or like, and I guess that's okay sometimes, but like, you got to just find that healthy balance. Like, yeah. Like, like if you're in like a long-term relationship with someone, like if you're in it for the long haul with someone, best friend, whatever family member, like you kind of, you kind of gauge the balance. Like when it's your, like when it's your conversation to kind of own and like share. And then when it's someone else's conversation Mm -hmm. or like two way dialogue, like being able to like balance it. Like you can't find that person that can't like balance that. Then that's like toxic. And then the third thing is uh, people who have difficulty with anger management. Like it's okay to get mad about things and it's okay to like air out your feelings, uh, tell people what's on your mind. But if it gets to the point where like there are people in your life that are like, you don't know what you're going to get from them that day. Mm. Like you, you, they're very unpredictable with their feelings and like they don't direct the, their, their feelings like positively, positive, positively towards you. Like if something bad happens to them, they're going to take it out on you. Like yeah. that's another toxic thing that um, you should stay away. You should, eliminate so those are the three things like people that make you feel bad about yourself and judge you people that are self-centered to make things about themselves all the time and then people who have difficulty with anger management and managing their emotions and being predictable and like grounded so like those are the three things you should look out for um and then like bringing up this conversation it's one of those things where it's it may be tough to have that conversation at the beginning but like you you have like you only have one life to live like you only have a certain amount of time on this earth and if you explain this to someone and explain your reasoning for it that's all you can really do like mm-hmm. they they need to understand that and if they're cool with it like like you just don't have time for them so that's that's what those are the tips that i would give you when looking for people for toxic relationships that may be in your life right now so yeah and and it's it won't always be perfect but i like those traits that you pointed out because those are yeah when you say it it's like oh man i recognize those a lot and for me sometimes sometimes i think i pass frustrations unfairly and unjustly and so i've been working on my predictability as well like sometimes i'm like man i don't want that to be the case like if something is is bothering me like whatever someone wants to ask about it fine but it shouldn't be that emotion shouldn't be brought to other conversations where someone's trying to have a nice fun conversation and then it's like, Oh, sour puss over here. Mm. You know? So yeah, that's one thing I try to watch. I, I've, I've 
had history of kind of doing that of getting like oh I'm frustrated or you know just kind of hold it in so yeah i think those yeah. are good but i mean we've all heard the you know you are what you surround yourself with and i know right. we've always like kind of preached on that and try to improve that consistently so yeah i like i like this direction because it's you know i forget who it was this guy was like show me uh the five closest people around you all the time and i'll show you your future mm. like you can predict what like not that he's a fortune teller but there's a pretty good idea of how you're going to end up based on who you're surrounded with all the time mm. like man there's a lot of power with that but yeah it's yeah once you get the the toxicity it's it's like the one bad egg right and then you can start to get those traits and tendencies too it just kind of carries over mm-hmm. so yeah. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be a lot like going forward like this summer and stuff. I wanna really apply this to just like when I go out and golf, like mm-hmm. like golfing with as many different people as I can. Because I like golf is one of those unique things like in my life that I mean it takes all it takes like four to six hours to complete an eighteen hole round on a Saturday. Yeah. So like no matter who I'm with on that golf course, I'm gonna get all the value I can out of that other person by asking questions, like learning about them, like learning mm-hmm. about what makes them tick and like just hearing about their life and learning like lessons from their life. So, cause it's one of those things where, I mean, you are who you surround yourself with. So if I'm going to be out on the golf course with you for that long, like I want to make sure that it's a, it's a good time and it's, it's yeah. and have like meaningful conversations. And, so and you, that's something you, that I myself am going to be working on. You clearly like those people if you agree to golf with them. Yeah. That's a long day with somebody. <laughs> So you're not going to spend that time with someone you really don't like. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It's, it's usually a long four to six hours for me just cause I'm so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so it takes a lot of patience. Yes. Sure. My, the drive is the worst part of my game. <laughs> yeah. But right, uh, what, what do you, uh, what do you got for your RLA today? Um, so I was going to, I saw you, you sent that you wanted to do some mental health stuff. So I remembered a conversation I had with Dr. Andy Galpin and we just talked with Eric. You kind of went in and out when you said the name was Andy Galpin. Yeah. Dr. Andy Galpin. So dude's, dude's incredible what he does. He, he uh, is a scientist, but deals with human performance and he's a coach too. So he's just, he's a straight up G, but and offers great free content off his YouTube channel. He's crushing it. But I had dinner with him once uh, when he came to Chicago, and I was there for a, a seminar he put on. And we're at dinner, and he talked about his ADD because he was told he had ADD when he was a kid, like couldn't focus on stuff, whatever. And I thought this was interesting because when we talked with Eric from Ashblades, he talked about struggling with ADD. and uh, without giving too much away, but he talked about, you know, it wasn't maybe addressed right away or not out of just anything like super negative, but it just kind of wasn't as present, I guess, in terms of talking about it and understanding what it was. And I think some people who have some sort of learning issue or anything like that, it's always a negative thing. And so uh, Andy Galpin was telling me, he's like, dude, fuck that. Like all these opioid stuff. He's like, you know, don't give me a pill. He goes, I'm not interested in stuff I'm not interested in. 
is I can pull an all-nighter with no coffee, reading through studies and research of stuff I want to learn about. He goes, because I've done it, and it's like 6 a.m., I'm like, oh, time to get ready to go for work. And so he, he viewed those things as, as a superpower. But then I was like, dude, that's a good point of, you know, you're just not interested in stuff you're not interested in. And not saying that that's the problem, like, that people with ADD have. But he's like, my ADD helps me laser focus on stuff I really do want to focus on. He goes, and I think I have an advantage with that. So I just, I found his perspective on something like that very interesting because, you know, people, I think, kind of downplay ADD or ADHD, but someone with that might not know how to manage it or what to think about it. And so, you know, since we're talking mental health and, and stuff, that's like, you know, how else can you view something like that? That not that something is wrong with you, you're just wired a little differently, you know, you yeah might have a little harder time focusing on some stuff, but uh, how, how can you spin that around and be like, yo, this is my superpower actually. Cause now I can laser focus on stuff. I really like, like, Hey, I can learn this guitar solo in 20 minutes instead of four hours because it's something I'm interested in. And I'm not distracted by dumb shit. So I don't know. It, it was when we talked to Eric, I instantly thought of that and, and just changing the view on something which might seem small to a lot of people, but it's a big thing to other people. Yeah. So, and it's just, you know, it's like, Oh, always look on the bright side. You know, that kind of gets old to hear, but this stuff you need to, how can I spin this? Um, Garth Brooks did a great documentary and he talked about everything being a blessing and a curse. Like everything that is a blessing is a curse. Everything that is a curse is a blessing. And so with, you know, Gary V talks about it. Oh, maybe you missed your flight and that flight was going to go down on its way to its destination or something, whatever it may be, but there, there's a blessing with it too. So I don't know. It's just trying to see stuff like that, which is not easy all the time, but mental health wise, it's like, yeah, it's nothing's wrong with you. Just wired different too. Yeah. Well, what, when you spend like your time towards things that you're not passionate about, you, you automatically just feel unproductive mm-hmm. and that, automatically just has a detrimental effect on like your mental health. Like when Eric, I, I, I love foreshadowing the episode. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. But like said when he was working in corporate, when he said that he would be like working all day, like on a spreadsheet and then he would like walk out of work and be like, wait, what did I actually like? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, bro, that was like, yep. I feel like, like most days walking out of uh, Johnson Johnson, like, yeah, like, yeah, you were good at what you did and like you were doing things right, but like it became so redundant and like passionless to you that it didn't even feel like you're doing anything of substance. Like, yeah, that's the thing. It felt substance, substance less. Is that a word? It is now because there's no, no fulfillment. You know, that that's might be really good at something, but it's like, man, I just doesn't fill me up. dude. like it? It's empty work. You know, yeah. like when you listen to the, to the interview with Eric, you're going to hear he is being fulfilled with his work. He loves what he does. And like, I was pretty giddy just off his energy and passion for making sweet knives. He's got some yeah. sweet blades. He was showing some things. We'll have to put a clip out showing him showing off a blade. This thing's yeah. looked awesome. Yeah. It, uh, it made me want to get one. <laughs> Dude, I know I, I got to save up a little bit. But 
you know, there it's a specialty item though. It's, it's handcrafted. He's taking his time. Right. It's expensive to make. So I understand that, but I'm going to have to save up a little bit. Right. But yeah, bottom line is like, we, we live in a, we live in a gift culture. Like mm-hmm. I think what it all comes down to is how can you frame like what you're doing into the perspective like hey like i am making something with my hands i'm making something with my brain my skills that converts into happiness for someone else mm-hmm. like even if even if you are like if you're listening to this podcast and you're like in a corporate setting like how like what gifts are you providing with your capabilities in your job whatever that may be like maybe that's that's taking a step back and like asking yourself hey what can i do right now that's maybe outside of my job description that could actually be fun for me but could also like help my team or help someone over here in this other department. Like mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. Like, it's all about reframing the situation that you're in. Like if you don't like what's going on in the conversation, change, change the discussion, like right. change the, like change the frame of it. percent. Um, whatever that may be. So I appreciate you. touching on that. Yeah. I, I remember my dad talking about that exact thing. Like he, he worked in, in corporate for a little bit of time and he said one time there was a group of people just he's telling me they were just bitching and moaning about this and that about the job and this. And, and he jumps in and he goes, why don't you quit? And he said, they all looked at him like he had three heads. I'm like, well, no the benefits or blah, blah, blah. And he goes, one K is going to get cut off for a couple of months. No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, but it's like, yeah, why don't you quit? And it was like, they never heard that said before. But it's, yeah, if you, to your point, if you don't like it, do what you can to change it. And if you're not yeah. going to change it, don't pinch a moan. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we're not, we're on this, life is too short to complain about something, but yeah. do nothing. To- he, uh, he tells the story a little better though. He's, he's got a little more juice to it. Your dad does tell good stories. I remember when I, I stayed at your parents' house that weekend. He's, he's a very compelling storyteller. He's so funny, dude. He cracks my shit up. Like, I definitely get my sarcas- sarcasm from him, for sure. And we, we rag on my mom quite a bit. But because, like, she likes it. Like, she, she wouldn't know what to do if we weren't bagging on her a little bit. Like, when the door's wide open, you got to walk through it. And I tell him, like, Mom. Hey, can we... Uh- can we please interview him or at least you, me and him like get coffee or get dinner or something? Like, Cause I want to, it would be dope. Yeah. I want to pick his brain about commercial real estate and his oh. experience with, it. and I, I need to, I need to pick his brain. Yeah. I'm, we can, we can hit on some of that in, in an interview for sure. But if you want to get like super deep on real estate, we need to have a, a good dinner. We yeah. Cause I feel like we can, we could interview him for the podcast and, and he could talk about his, his politics, his career in politics and like real estate and kind of mix mm-hmm. them together. But yeah. yeah. We should all, I mean, he's, he's got great stories as a, a business owner too. Um, in terms of his, his one business that he got rid of last year, two years ago and mm-hmm. the pivots he had to make with it. He helped take over the family business, the pivots they had to make, um, you know, Sometimes he wasn't sure how to make, how he's going to make payroll. Like the, the real struggle struggles of being a small business owner. He's got, he's got some wild stories. So yeah, I've been thinking about that lately. And it's also like, we interviewed my mom and not him. It's like, 
<laughs> we got to interview Pops. <laughs> he, wasn't, he, he wasn't salty about that, was no, he? Uh, not that I know of. Maybe, yeah, maybe he still is. You never know. Hey, but well, I'm sure the that. thought went through his head of like, I'm, I'm good at speaking. Like, yeah. I got some interesting. Like, I love talking with my, with my dad. He's so smart. Interesting cat. But, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll table that discussion uh, and get to our book talk, getting down and nerdy. But, yeah, I'm down to set that up. I think that would be a lot of fun. Okay. A lot of fun. Cool. And, yeah, we can do that really anytime. Yeah, text text him this week. See what he says. Okay. Yeah, call. we'll uh, off to send him some good days and times and give him a, a list of options. Like, hey, when would be good for us to to do this? And we could even just do it at the house again. Yeah, I'm down with well, a couple cocktails while we're doing it. Right? Or we do it up at the lake. Let's go. Now, now we're talking. All right, let's get yeah, let's get down and nerdy with it for some book talk. You want me to lead off? Yes, sir. I want you to talk about you, Tim. All right. About you. Um, I'm going to talk about the book Five Levels of Leadership by John Maxwell. Mm. Uh, fantastic book. Uh, whether you're trying to be a leader at home, be a leader at work, um, it just talks about the different stages of leadership, like what people go through. Because um, you, you, can, you can think you're a leader because you have the fancy title, but like, are you really a leader? Like it answers like those deep questions about like what, what types of leadership there are. Um, and one thing to talk about is uh, the personal development process. Um, while we're going through this quarantine, um, everything going on, there's been a lot of like time for reflection. Um, people asking themselves like, Hey, what, what can I get better at? And I have some advice for you. Like if you've, if you've zeroed in on something that you want to develop within yourself. So if you found that thing and you're, and you're wondering, like what is, is this worth pursuing? Um, in the book, it talks about things that must be present for an effective personal development process. Um, so here are like some things that must, must happen if you want to perform your personal development process effectively. So the first thing is it's a process that's got to occur daily. Like if you're trying to become a better speaker or a better writer, like this is something that you got to practice every day. That's requirement number one. Number two, the process has got to be measurable. How are you tracking your improvement in this thing? Um, if you're trying to become a better golfer, like measure like, hey, like how, how straight did I hit it this week? How straight did I hit it this week? Like, I did some- it. <laughs> no, yeah, it went someone's window. Uh, I think it went straight. Uh, um, but yeah, something, something that's measurable, something that you can track down in an Excel spreadsheet, something you can write down in your journal, something that you can like mark down and be like, Hey, like this is how I knew I improved this week. Like, Hey, I spent 15 minutes reading this week. I spent 13 minutes reading last week. Like I improved something that's measurable. The third thing is it's the, the process must include something that you value. Um, and this is a no brainer. If you're, if you're pursuing the project, if this is something that's going to deliver you lifelong happiness and something that's going to, bring you closer to your your wife your husband your brother like something that's going to make you a better person something something that you're truly passionate about that's something that also needs to be required in the process um and then the fourth thing is the process must align with your strengths eric talked about in the interview for this thursday if like you're not utilizing your strengths with how you're using your time like that's something that you need to stop doing so the process that you're you're doing like it's got to be something that either you're good at or you have like the strengths to become good at that thing, like the mm-hmm. intangibles. That's the fourth thing. 
And then the fifth thing is the process must fit into your dream plan. So uh, Earl Nightingale in his, uh, his success uh, ebook or e-tape, he said success is the progressive uh, realization of a worthy ideal. So something that's like in the future, something that you can work towards, does your process, your personal development process gradually work towards that thing that you define in the future, something you want to achieve. So mm-hmm. your dream plan, does it fit into your dream plans? Something that you were meant to do. Uh, so just to wrap up, the process must occur daily. The process must be measurable. The process must include things you're passionate about or things that you value. The fourth thing, it must align with your strengths. And then the fifth thing, it's got to fit into your dream plan, which even if it doesn't fit, like even if you can't like assign it to all five of those things, it should definitely be like most of those things or fall into one of those categories that you can hone in on. So uh, that's the, that's, those are the, the symptoms, the, uh, the features of an effective personal development process. It's a great wrap-up, by the way. Really good wrap-up. Thanks. I put, that yeah. out. Put, put the icing on top there. Yeah, yeah. Did you put another bow on it, Tim? Yeah. Is there anything that stuck out to you? Yeah, I, I think having it part of your dream plan really yeah. is – Okay, everyone wants to to be X, Y, Z, to have this and that, to whatever their success looks like. And one thing Tim Ferriss also explained really well in his book, The 4-Hour Workweek, was he made a dream line. So kind of like a timeline, but a dream line to where you set your lofty goals. You know, you, you break down, okay, what will this take work-wise? What will this cost financially and you break it down and whatever that dream is i think one of his was owning an aston martin right and so to a monthly payment and he kind of geared it a little more financially but in terms of is it part of the dream plan you know and and if not is it benefiting some other way or is it kind of taken away from the dream plan and Mm -hmm. i think making sure that what you're doing is you know, part of the plan and sticking to it, that consistency of, okay, this is part of the plan doing that is not okay. Now, you know what you should not be spending time on wasting time on, on stuff that's not promoting the dream. So I think that also just helps realign priorities, right? So for, for example, myself, cause I'm going to talk about myself and be selfish like that. You know, a part of my dream plan to open my own practice is to figure out bank accounts and and emails and websites and and stuff to to do that and doing recertifications it's not to you know looking for other work in a corporate setting or whatever it may be working at a a different gym as another employee is not part of the dream plan it's Mm -hmm. not a priority or you know writing online content I'm not going to prioritize writing about, you know, name it like a headache or, or just something completely random off the cuff. That's not part of the plan. And so it's, it's prioritizing that it helps as well. When you know, like what is part of my dream plan? Like, am I going to get a jet by Netflix and chilling all day? No, (laughs) unless someone pays you to do so, which would be super rad. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the one that stuck out the most was, was the dream plan. Cause I, I, 
I do think it can help prioritize things. And I think that's people's problem. There's always the time complaint. I didn't have enough time. I ran out of time. Where was it on your list of priorities? Yeah. So I, I, think, I really think it can expose some of that too. Yeah. And if it's something you're passionate about, like it's not even going to feel like like a chore or anything to do it every day. Like if it's something you're truly passionate about, like this is something that you're going to be wanting to do every day. So it's all about toning in on like, like digging deeper into that one thing that you actually enjoy doing. Yeah. So. And, and, and focusing on the strengths. I really liked that too. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Referencing Eric's episode a lot. People, you got to listen to Eric's we, episode. We actually, are, we actually are mentioning a lot. What a, what a great plug. I hope he listens to this episode too. Maybe, we're, maybe we're it's it like a few hours ago. <laughs> no. <laughs> but when he talked about being in a lab, he mentioned how he was just fueling weaknesses. He was working towards his weaknesses, not towards what he was really strong and good at. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, you hear Gary Vee do it too, double down on your strengths. Like, look, you can, if you're not good at organizing, this is from Tim Ferriss too, you can buy a virtual assistant across the world if you want. You can get US and Canada, but like you can get someone across the world where the time zones are such where they can organize your emails, they can organize your your weekly and daily calendar and schedule of meetings and calls and, and such and such, whatever it may be, while you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, so... And for, for a lot less money. So you can, you can hire out the things that you're not good at. Don't waste time. That's part of this thing of the four-hour work week. Don't waste time doing the stuff that you're not good at. You, and it's just not going to advance you. So I think aside from the, the dream plan, I think focusing on the stuff that you're strong at is also like you, know, you can take time improving weaknesses, sure. Is that going to actually slow you down though? Yeah. Like, you know, it's give and take. If you're a soul man, like one man wrecking crew with your business, you kind of have to do everything. So yeah. you're going to have to get good at that. And, and he mentioned that too. But check out the episode, guys. This Thursday, going down, Eric, owner of Ash Blades. Damn. Um, but yeah, those two things. But I'd say dream plan first. But uh, just because I think it helps with prioritizing. But those two things are right. probably the biggest. I like those. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh, so change maker in that one still uh, by John Berardi, Dr. John Berardi, founder of Precision Nutrition. And this book was written kind of for trainers and coaches and you know, rehab specialists, that kind of field by those same people. But so that's kind of what the example is geared towards. But he talked about, you know, what's your origin story? Reason for starting as a coach, a trainer. And I'm bad about writing these things down, like why I started something, what I'm actually really talented at, what my unique abilities are, what my values are. And so our second chapter, and I'm in this weekly group, we meet on Thursdays and it's a big, big Zoom call. And then you have breakout rooms where it's like you and one or two other people and you discuss these things. So it's kind of cool. And so he wrote about, you know, What's your origin story? Why did you really start? Did someone influence you with health and fitness? Did it change your life somehow with, with health and fitness? Why did you get started? And then what are your values and unique abilities and talents? What are you actually really good at? And what do you value? Do you value like, so for him, he's turned down really awesome trips and interviews because 
he didn't feel that strongly about it. And maybe family time is a higher value for him. So if he can spend his time at home still doing work, but being around his kids, that's a value. He'll prioritize that instead. So it helps him make decisions too. But also like just, yeah, what are you good at? And, you know, do you want to train someone one-on-one or do you like the idea of helping people, but you don't want to do that? You actually want to make a product or you actually want to write for a health and fitness magazine or you want to make a health and fitness podcast. So he's, there's, there's exercises to do. And the, chapter two, man, there was some homework. Cause let me tell you, I was back in school. I was like, man, another one. I forgot like how to write by hand at, like by this point. And, but it's good. Cause like I said, I, I've, I'm not good at writing those things down. So understanding why I'm starting something, how I want to take it, what kind of course I want to make and what I'm actually good at. What are my unique abilities? So one for me is I'm really good with people like empathetically i'm really good with people and connecting with with others on whatever it may be but when i use that with my work my my, my coaching my corrective exercises i had a it's a different spin to where it's okay you're not just getting prescribed exercises or nutrition you get a little more that's it's kind of hard to explain but you get the the juice you just get more so that's a unique ability but so it was just really helping us clearly define our whys and and values and abilities. And I was like, you know, I yeah, it was a lot of lot of homework, but it was good for me to have a clearer picture and kind of yeah. prioritize my stuff as well. Okay, what's my real course that I actually am drawn to? Why am I drawn to this so heavily? Mm-hmm. And what am I going for? So good book, man. Like I said, kind of written for like trainers, written by them, but it's, you can really apply it to whatever you're into. Yeah. Like if it's, it's Carol, for getting the book. Yeah. Yeah. Easter bunny, Carol, dude. What a surprise. Made that basket heavy though. And a, <laughs> and a couple and a bag of protein was in there too. How many pages is it? The long? Oh yeah. It's a thick, it's a thick book. It's I think a couple hundred at least. Okay. You know, like 250 280 something like that but yeah so far so good got uh, i think we're doing chapter two again this thursday because there was just a lot of meat to it so i think in our group on thursday with our our coaching call we're gonna kind of rehash chapter two a little more so i'll still read through chapter three and get that work done get ahead just so i can keep all my like i said i'm trying to do a book a month so if i can just keep that i think that's well, I know that's a very attainable goal. Yeah, but definitely. So, yeah. So yeah, man, Changemaker, John Barardi, I, it's, a, it's a good one, especially if you're in the health and fitness industry, whatever part of the industry, I, it's a read well worth your time for sure. Right. But yeah, dude, it's uh, better about my reading and I like it. I'm getting learnt, Tim. I'm getting learnt. Good. Invest every day. Good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anything else? Uh, I'm good for today. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you had a blast with us today. Tune in on Thursday, 8 a.m. with our guy, Eric from Ash Blades. He brings the juice. He's got it going on. And, uh, you know, if you're getting value from the episode, you're really enjoying um, our discussions, our conversations, you know, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us with our momentum, our traction, our visibility. And let us know what you want us to talk about and who you might 
want to see on the podcast as well. We love getting good feedback, quality feedback. And, uh, you know, we want to get things that adhere to our, uh, our listeners as well. So thank you again. And we'll talk to you on Thursday. Thank you.